Hello, and we are here again with you. This is MMA FanCast. We are the official podcast of Octagon247.com. I am here. My name is Ryan Middleton, and I am your host, and I'm here with my co-hosts. First, we have a man. He is not just a man, but he is a legend, and he is in his 80s or something like that. He is Jim Sahara Mooney. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm changing this up a little bit because I just, I want you all out there to know that I just got yelled at because instead of saying, what's up, what's up, what's up, I said, yeah. And then I was going to go into what's up, but what's, what's up, up, what's, what's up, up, what's up is your tagline. Okay. It's true. Three of them. Three what's up, what's up, three times. What's up for you guys? What's up? One for each. And then what's up? For the people out there in the Sahara, podcast world. Sahara, you are not allowed to steer away from your tagline. Yeah. You we've we've established this. We've mocked you over the phone every time we talk to you about it. What's up, what's up, what's up is your thing, okay? Just know that. So let's try this again. I am here. I'm your host, Ryan Middleton. I'm here with my co-host. First, we have the man, the legend. He's like Somewhere in his hundreds, we have Jim Sahara Mooney. What's up? What's up? What's up? There we go. He waited too long. I no, I like the. There was a build to it. Was it dramatic? It was. Oh, okay. Good job there. Thank you. All right, and we have another guy here too. He has the voice of a cat or something like that, or an angel, a mouse. And he is, uh, I don't know, he's like 5'4". He um, has a, I think his IQ is higher than... I think my legs are 5'4". Oh, yeah? Well, he's the 6'4 guy. (laughs) Sahara's got the 6'4". Yeah. (laughs) So we also have Dan the Man Altieri. I, I don't see him here. Um, I see taking Terry his place, Dactyl here. Taking his place is Terry Dactyl. So Terry Dactyl is his the name he's kind of clung to since we started this podcast, and and he got actually Jim. I think when we were in Cleveland, what, what we were eating. This was the morning that we ate breakfast next to Punk, um, CM Punk, and I had what I thought was probably the best breakfast I had ever sat before in front of me. And I go to take my first bite, and there's this big wing (laughs) that comes from out of nowhere from my right side, and I look over, and it's Dan. And I politely say, Dan, can you please remove your pterodactyl wing from my breakfast? So that moment in Cleveland, Ohio... We went there for UFC 203. That's the moment that Dan became Terry Dactyl. But, you know, we like kind of forgot about it, but he won't let us forget about it. So he's now the self-proclaimed Terry Dactyl. He just it's absolutely true. loves it. Look, you got to make yourself a gimmick in this world. And I will also say, on the record, I don't think Jim brought his wallet to that breakfast either. <laughs> I did not. I don't think Jim brought his wallet to Cleveland. That is true. I don't think he that did either. So, so okay. We have that. We had a busy week of UFC, MMA news, and and we're excited about all the different things going on. So we want to um, kind of talk to you about that first and foremost. The news of the week. I don't think there's any doubt of that. Is the 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 question we've had here at Octagon Twenty Four Seven in an MMA fan cast is when is Ronda Rousey going to return? Is she going to return? What's she waiting for? What's taking so long? And that question was finally answered tonight, or at least one of those questions was answered this week. In she has a scheduled match at UFC Two Hundred Seven with Amanda Nunez for the belt. We broke the news last week. We heard firsthand at 203 from someone that we can't mention that they said, "I'm probably not supposed to tell you this, but Ron is going to be back fighting on the 30th of December." So we broke the news here. I I hadn't seen it written anywhere else. So as far as I'm concerned, we broke the news. Yeah, we I remember um, I don't know if you were you there when Ryan said was it? Not. I don't think he was. Yeah. 
Just and like you weren't there when we met Dana White. Look, we're talking about this story right now. I was one who saw Dana White first. Dan happened to go up okay, and give him a you, hug. You okay, said we're so talking anyways, about anyways, this story, all right, and then you talk finish. about when you weren't there to meet okay. Dana White. So, let's just move on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. Sahara is, is, is quick to get angry. Let, let me just say, if it weren't for a Sahara Mooney, I would not even get to laugh hardly at all. In life. In life. I, mean, I laugh more around Sahara Mooney than anybody that I know. Listen, Terry, the thing is you aren't laughing just like with him. You're laughing at him most of the time. <laughs> it's at his expense. His 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 reactions are priceless. Absolutely priceless. Just like the, just the look you're giving me right now. I love it. So, I love guys, it. I am so excited. <laughs> I am so excited that Ronda's finally back. We have someone that can carry a massive pay-per-view card other than Conor McGregor. Um, you know, obviously with John Jones out, that's been a um, a shortfall there. And no Brock Lesnar. No Brock Lesnar. So, um, so there's a, there's been a real need for someone else to be able to carry a card, and, and that's obviously Ronda Rousey. And she will be fighting for the title. Now, that did not come as good news to a lot of people, um, particularly women in the in the division that felt that she should have to work her way back up and shouldn't get an immediate title shot. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on should she be fighting for the title right off the bat or uh, should she need to fight a winner fight or two? Absolutely. She should be fighting at the top. Um, how many title defenses in a row does she have? Seven. Okay, that should say that. That's it, right? I mean, she is the most well-known woman in UFC, and she's. I mean, she's the name. Of course, she gets a title shot. I thought there was something um, in the contract that said that uh, that that she would. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that there was something written up or something mentioned out there that she would get her first fight returning would be a shot at the title well, again. I think Dana said that all along, that she was going to take a break. And, you know, I, I vaguely remember there being discussion before the fight with Holm that she was considering taking a break. And so um, just as is being reported with Connor at this point that that um, he may be taking a break, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Um I'm, I also firmly believe that she deserves a title shot. She has she brought women's MMA to the UFC. She brought a division to the UFC, which brought the second division now to the UFC. And she's the, the pioneer of woman, women's MMA. She put it on the map. And so all these women, I believe, in the division that are upset or frustrated because she's going right to a title shot... They should be thanking her. They should be, um, you know, honored that they could be in the ring with her or in the octagon with her. Interesting uh, enough that you're saying that, talking about how she's the one who is really bringing women into the conversation for UFC because we uh, you, you provided that list of UFC pay-per-view buys. Um, and just looking at, um, looks like top 50, Rousey's got one, two, three, looks like four times, three or four times where she has headlined the card. And there's only one other fight where um, it was uh, Tate Nunez um, at 200. And, really, and that's know, not she, the main event, right? Though. Right. Yeah, the draw um, was. I mean, two hundred was the draw because it was such a stacked card. Yeah. But the draw was Lesnar. After John Jones got pulled from the fight, uh, you know, the 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 draw was 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 Brock right. Lesnar. But aside the, aside from that, you know, they're listing that, but it's it's been all Rousey, and there's there's no one even close that has uh, has the drawing power on the female side. Yeah, I don't see anyone. Um, Drawing like her, I, I mean, I think that if somehow, someway, Cyborg could make it into the 135 division, that she would be a big draw and would eventually. But 
But but is she going to be a big draw for MMA fans, or is she going to be a big draw like Rousey is and being on the cover of magazines and in movies? I mean, that that's what you have to start to think about. Can you picture somebody like Cyborg on The Tonight Show? And i got to be honest, I can't. So what what is the what is the big draw about her? Well, she's a beast. So that's going to I mean that's going to get MMA fans, well, but how do you get in Take a, a look at fan? Manny Pacquiao. How did he become so marketable and stuff? He he's not a guy that speaks fluent English. He's not like the best looking guy like but yet somehow he was still marketable Speak and for made yourself. It. Well, I'm I'm just being honest. I I judge men a lot in their looks. No, <laughs> not at all. But um you know, there are guys that there are people that have done it. And so I don't think that it's unheard of to, for someone to be completely dominant, which she has been, if she's given this same kind of um, audience and same uh, that the UFC provides, I think she could be a superstar. If she dominates the way that we know she's capable of. Listen, she wins fights by knockout as opposed to Rousey who arm bars everyone and, and submits everyone. So and she's had her share of knockdowns and eventually that you know took control of a fight, but um but she hasn't had those flash knockouts and, and I think that that's something that is appealing to the fan. And I think when you're so dominant that that can overcome those things. And I think she has that potential to have that drawing power, or at least that intrigue, you know, where similar to Tyson, everybody just wanted to see how quick he could knock somebody out. Um, and, and they were just expecting he was going to come right out, you know, from uh, that first sound of the bell in the first round. And his style was always to rush the other fighter. It didn't matter who it was. And that's what people wanted to see. And I think, with um with cyborg there is that potential there and you know she's, she's no, i don't think it's just potential i think well, she's potential, done that. Uh, no her talent talent not even talking about that but i'm referring to what could attract people to see a cyborg fight versus misha tate you know there's if you you know if you just look at them two and, and you take Rousey out of the equation, the UFC would try to push her. But the problem is that there's nobody that they could put into like a 145 weight class. They just they have a few fighters that could potentially move up. But well, I think they would inherit fighters from other promotions that have. A well, they would have division. to. They would have that have like um, I think Invicta has a 145. Oh, it does. Yeah. You know, and, so and that's Cyborg's the champion of it. Right. And that's who she's fighting in Invicta and not really having competition, which speaks for itself. I mean, so how did she get the UFC? And st- she's not, she had to leave that promotion, or how does that work? No, she's actually um, they're kind of doing a little co-promotion thing. So they they it all happened with her fighting in the UFC with Invicta signing on with Fight Pass. Um, so all Invicta fights are now shown on Fight Pass Live, and so. Um, I think that's what opened the door for that. Something in that deal bro- enabled her to fight for the UFC. And I got—I mean, I don't see her fighting for Invicta anymore. I mean, there's really no. There's, there's really, no going back once you're at yeah. UFC and you're a draw. I mean, but I—I I still I, I don't see a division for her. And for her to make 135 is is going to be extremely difficult. I think I saw that. One of her fights, I don't know if it was the last one, but she had to cut 10 pounds in the last 24 hours. 10 pounds. You know, I would love to lose 10 in a month. And, you know, somehow she's cutting 10 pounds. What are you giving me that look for? It's simple, man. Cut white flour, white sugar, Mm -hmm. and fried foods. Right. We'll drop 10 pounds. So and that's probably her secret. She just cuts out all the bread. <laughs> she does the yeah. she does the pterodactyl but, diet. You know, I mean, she struggled to get to 140, um, and I can't see her on a routine basis getting to 135. It's it's just I don't I don't see that that's going to be reasonable for her to do that health wise. You know, she walks around it. What do we say last time? Like 170, 175. Rousey's walk around is probably. Like one, 
115? You're like just pulling numbers. You don't no, really no, know. I yeah. just, I oh, read oh, this. Oh, I caught one. I caught one of your Rosie numbers out walks the a, la, On the podcast last time, you said Rosie walked around at 140. Well, no, Actually, I said, no, I I said, said like when I talked to her, 147. Yeah. You picked her up and you were like, oh, you're 147. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I could feel like the weight behind me. I yeah. could feel it was about 147 pounds she of pressure. Said, that's what you bench, right? 147. Oh, <laughs> I don't even like think I benched that much. <laughs> that said, is true. Do you put weights on the bar yet? <laughs> I heard Rosie said, Travis ain't got nothing on you. Uh-huh. So, Mr. Rouse. Mr. Dactyl. It just it doesn't <laughs> seem reasonable for her to do that. I just I don't I don't see yeah. that it's Okay, be... so think about it. If I told you you need to lose ten pounds in the next twenty four hours, and if you do, instead of you making whatever you make tomorrow, I'm gonna pay you I don't know, let's say a hundred thousand dollars. You will do whatever it takes. To get that town, 10 pounds off. You would right? lose the 10 pounds. You'd lose the 10 pounds. You'd sweat it out. You'd do something. And you wouldn't eat all day. And you'd... if I gave you a month to do it, and I said you had to lose 20 pounds, you'd do that too. You'd do okay. whatever it took. If I could lose 10 pounds in 24 hours because there was the promise of 100,000, I promise you. It's all water I weight. Could, I couldn't lose 10 pounds. It's all water weight. I mean, your body is, I don't know what no, the I mean, this is. is, you know, somebody, that's what they do for a living. You know they train. You be able to lose ten pounds in an hour if you. No, it it is, it's it's got. I mean, she's she's basically dropping thirty pounds every time she fights. Yeah, Forrest Griffin. You know what he walked around at? He's Forrest Griffin's a big guy. Two forty. Right. He was walking weight. He he fought at two hundred five. Yeah. So. Okay. Totally different. Regardless. There before we could even consider that Ronda Rousey has to fight Amanda Nunez, and that's not exactly a uh, walk in the park. So, I mean, um, what do you guys know about her? I mean, I, I the the first time that I saw her fight was at two hundred. I have no background on her. She tell me about her. She is a very tough girl. She was on the Ultimate Fighter. She, I believe, she won it. Right? Did she win? She's probably. Um, one of the she, she her game is she's strong in all areas, and whereas Misha Tate is more of a um a, a ground game and submission, um, Nunez can beat you up. She's a bruiser. Um, yeah, I from what I've seen of her, I think she is very well rounded. Um, I think she's I think she's a black belt in jujitsu, uh, and she's a beast. And so um, I don't think that this is a real easy fight for for Rousey. No, not after coming off of the loss to Holly Holm, and yeah. she hasn't she'll have not fought for ten months. Which... And I, the other thing, no, it'll be a year. It was in November when she last fought. Oh wow, has it been that long? Yeah. So here's. Ultimately, what I think, and I say ultimately too much, and that's okay. What I think is we forget how good Rousey is because of her last fight. I we don't f- forget. We forget how dominant she is. Take a look at her record. She w- won every single fight in her career in the first round, except for Misha Tate's rematch. She won most of those fights in the first minute. I think we forget just how good she is. Now, listen, I don't think she... um, I don't think she went for takedowns with home enough. I don't think she went for... I mean, she got her against the cage one time and then didn't get the takedown and said, okay, I'll stand with her. A huge mistake. I you... think she needs to understand that she has a strength, and her strength is so good that she needs to. Yeah, everyone. That I call it Koscheckitis. Josh Koscheck was the greatest wrestler in the welterweight division, and he wanted to be. A, he wanted to have the highlight knockout power. And he got into slugging it out with too many people. He had the power, but he wasn't a great striker. There's a difference there. And so he would go in against strikers. And yeah, sure, he could he could knock them out with one punch. 
but he wasn't the more talented striker. So he also got KO'd quite a bit and knocked down quite a bit. And and how good is your wrestling when you're on your back? And the answer is not good at all. So um, he kind of leveled the playing field. And I think that that's what Rousey did against Holm by not going for takedowns, not being... I mean, she didn't even do feints. She didn't... Uh, she didn't fake the the takedown. She did nothing like that after that. Um, and I have to watch the fight again. Obviously, I'll probably do that before two o seven. But, um, but yeah, I I uh, I think she kind of took that away from herself. I think she's gonna have a very strong performance. I think what happened in the last fight. I'm not impressed by your performance. <laughs> I think she's. I think the way that she went into the last fight. Not touching gloves, although I don't know if she's done that before, but not touching gloves, uh, trying to show off a different style to her. I think this time she knows that she needs a win. She knows what she's good at, or at this point she should. And she's gonna go in there, she's gonna she's gonna be defensive, you know, in her in her mindset, and she's gonna stick to her strengths. So um Amanda Nunez, she's got uh, losses by way of TKO due to elbows and punches. That was against uh, Kat Zingano. Um, Sarah Diallo, she lost in a decision. And uh, Alexis Davis, TKO due to punches. Her very first fight um, was against somebody by the name of uh, Anna Maria. And she lost due to submission, armbar submission. So, you know, she's, I mean, she's definitely susceptible to um, taking some punishment. But she can certainly dish it out, too. And she's got a lot of submission victories. Um, TKO, leg kick at uh, UFC Fight Night. Um, Jim, what year was her last loss? Her last loss was 2014, September 27th. That was at UFC 178. Against Kat Singano. Against Kat Singano. Who got crushed by Rousey. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's she's got a lot of uh, knockouts. TKOs. Kat fought Rousey? Kat did uh, fight Rousey. Um, and that is my memory. That was at, I'm trying to pull it up for you as quick as possible, but uh, she fought Rousey at 184. Lost uh, due to an arm bar. And that was how quick? That was, that one took a oh, while. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was 14 that. seconds. I remember that. Oh, remember wow. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't remember it because it was a flash. It was a blip. It was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I missed that, that one. I forget where I was. And, um, and I jokingly texted, I think, both of you. And, you know, somebody responded 14 seconds. And I was, I thought for sure it was a joke. 14 seconds, yeah. So, you know, Ronda, she's got, a, you know, an all-around good game. Um, but that that fight against against Holly, I, I think they prepared her with the wrong, you know, game plan fight to go up against somebody who has is, is really made her name in kickboxing. But yeah, and and ultimately, I think that she's going to need to to stick to uh, her strengths, and her strengths are um, getting people in the clinch and judo throwing them to the ground and then ripping their arm off of their shoulder. Yeah. So just looking at her uh, her record and method of wins, she's got one, two, three victories by either knockout or TKO. Two, um, two knockout victories. Um, first one was against Alexis Davis at UFC 175. Her second knockout victory was against uh, Correa at 190. And then her TKO was knees to the body against Sarah McMahon at UFC 170. So that actually was her first um, knockout victory, TKO or knockout. Um, everything else has been submission submission across the board and I don't think she's had any decision victories. Hmm. You know, she's she finishes everything. Yeah. 
So before we even get to UFC 207, we have some other things to talk about that are um, much more high profile, in my opinion. And that would be, what's the what was the last pay-per-view? UFC 204. 204. So that would mean the next one would be U- I don't, UFC 205? 205? Is there a card? I think 205. Let's just call it 205. Let's call it UFC 205. Let's say they're going to do it somewhere where they've never, never done been. it. Hmm. Arizona? Where would you put it? Yeah. Well, Possibly. MSG, maybe? Let's go to Madison Square Garden. New York City. I like that idea. Hey, Jim, let's go to Madison Square Garden. You want to go? You want to go? Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. We're going. Okay. You going? Ryan's got tickets. He's going to sell them to us at face value. You going? Oh, yeah. You going? Oh, yeah. Because we're going. (laughs) We're going. We're going. Are you going? (laughs) Nope. And Dan Altieri just found out that Ryan and Sahara are going where are you guys going to sit at? In, in two of the seats. Are so, you? Okay, so here, yeah, what's the deal? Here, here's the story. Bought uh, four UFC 205 seats uh, on the pre-sale and got real good seats. Right in the middle, um, 16 rows up, row 16, section 117. And um, just going just gonna to sell them, right, and, and see if I can make a couple bucks. And so... Um, so really as, as time wore on, I just got this itch to go really bad, but obviously you don't want to go by yourself. So it could be a spastic, spastic colon. That's true. He, you do have a point there. What? That itch to go really bad. It could be a spastic colon. Mm-hmm. No, not that. <laughs> who, who thinks like that? Who invited this guy? Come on. Pterodactyl Why is pterodactyl here? So anyway... We spastic colon. <laughs> we uh, so I've just been itchy to like. Oh man, I really just want to go. Don't talk about being itchy now. Um, Walk so, into that one. So I was talking to Jim on the phone, and he was saying you about know, how itchy about, you were. Yep. About you know not going and how I wanted to go, and I said, "Dude, we should just go." Back up a little bit. You got to add something to that because you had them in your hand. And you sent the video out of what they, I mean, they, these things are these, the actual looking. physical tickets are something else. Mm-hmm. They are like, uh, they did look nice. I saw the video. Uh, yeah. They're like very thick. They're like, I don't even know how to describe them. They look like, uh, almost a like a souvenir. Yeah. If you're Pass. listening to this and you haven't seen them, just Google UFC 205 commemorative ticket or whatever. They are very cool. Um, hologram effect on them. Hologram on them. They're thick and they're like, I mean, they're really something. You know, I didn't want to not have one of these for the rest of my life, so I figured it was, it was worth it to just go to the event. So I, I, I was talking. You know, go ahead. You, you were, you were. Yeah, we were talking on the phone. I was, I was at. Uh, we were both at work, and um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even remember how it came up. I really don't. And I said, dude. Why don't we just go? What if I took a hundred dollar payment f- from you? You could pay me off a hundred dollars a month. And he said, "Seriously?" And I said, "Yeah, I would do that." And so he texted his wife like thirty seconds later, and 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 said, "Hey, Ryan said he would take hundred dollar payment." And he sends me a picture. He he all while we're talking on the phone, he like took took a frame frame capture on his phone and. And That's sent it to response. me, and he said, "Did you get my picture?" And I'm like, "No." And, I, and then I look at my phone, and her response, his his response was, "Ryan offered a hundred dollars a month for the tickets," and she and she said, "OMG, do it!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! So we are now going to UFC 205. We just have to sell uh, two tickets now, and so we're excited. We have our hotel room booked, and uh, pretty pretty fired up so i'm happy for you guys but i'm kind of disappointed because i really wanted to watch it with you guys but knowing you that you're can. there would be very cool you can watch it with us how i could sell you a ticket <laughs> for face value <laughs> and so we 
go to talking about this card. This is the dream card of all cards. I mean, I look at this card and I think... I got to hijack it for a second. Yeah. You said... Can you lo- like, make sure you keep your arms... I don't want to see your sweaty armpits. Yeah. Okay. Keep and they stink, down. too. So, so, look. When we were at Cleveland for 203, every single time you saw somebody... I'm, I'm speaking to Sahara Mooney here. You said, whoop, there goes Jim Miller. Whoop, there goes Jim Miller. Was he there? He was there in spirit. Okay, <laughs> we felt that's, his that's a no. However, he is on the prelims. Hijack over. Okay. So I was, we were talking earlier today, Jim, about the prelims and looking at Jim Miller on this card. He's the 11th fight on the card. And he's not fighting someone who's unknown. He's fighting Tiago Alves, who is a beast. This is an unbelievable card. I am so excited. I will be there sitting next to hopefully the people that are going to pay for my ticket. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, um, I, I just can't believe this card. This card is unbelievable. You right, have... Dog, if, if you take the preliminary card, if you just take the preliminary card, that that could easily be a main card. Easily. That could easily be a, a typical pay-per-view right. who, who would be the main event? Frankie, Frankie Edgar. Edgar. Did you need that in stereo? You got it in stereo. Frankie, Frankie Edgar. Edgar. I love it. Want it in stereo again? One more time. Frankie Edgar. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this card, you just look at these names. I mean, Khabib is not even on the main card, and it's a six-fight main card. I I need to point something out because... He's 23 and 0. 23 and 0. That's unbelievable. However, you said his first name. I want to hear you say his last name. Oh, I'm not saying it. I, he's just Khabib. He's like Prince. He doesn't need a... You don't have to say his last right. name. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> bless you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have... I thought Rafael Nadal was a tennis, a tennis player. player. Yeah. I, I mean... No, but um, this card... I mean, I every single person... So, when we went to UFC 203, we are fans who watch as much as we can, but we have lives. We don't, like, dissect every fight and, like, know every single fighter on the roster. So we went to 203, and there's a lot of fighters that we went, and we we didn't know. We we would recognize most of them. At least I did. I recognized them, but I didn't know all their names and things like that. There are, are like, two people on here that I can't immediately think of what they look like. right. That's how good this card is. And it's, uh, I'm just super excited. Um, so you're talking about Lyman Good and Bilal. Bilal Hamamad. I would just say Muhammad. Muhammad. Yeah. I said Hamamad. Hamamad. <laughs> it changed the H and the M around. Yeah, he was scratched and Muhammad took his place. Hamamad was supposed to fight Lyman. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And then Muhammad, Muhammad yeah. took his place, yeah, because yeah, the illness, right? Right, it was yeah. an illness. It was uh, Neymitis. Um, so there's quite a few undefeated fighters on the card. Carolina, uh, they call her, uh, what's her nickname? I, I just Carolina. No. On my mind? Her, her, name, her nickname is North. No, it's North? South. It's South. South. Why? Yeah. What's why, that? Why, why? Why is her nickname South? Is she Southpaw? Is she South- from the South? The Polish princess. She's the go. Polish princess. So I'm not even going to try to pronounce Kowalskowitz. Yeah. So Kowalkowitz. The the Polish princess is undefeated, ten and zero, and she's facing Joanna. And I'm not saying her last name either. So Jedrzejczyk. That one I know. Yeah. Well, you're you're a better man than I. Jedrzejczyk. She she uh. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just clearing my throat. The Jedi Polish Jedi. princess, she does Krav Maga. Mega. Krav Maga? 
Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah. They, they have that up in, uh, oh, well, anyway. Um, I, I never even here. heard of that. Yeah, no, they do have a place near here that has that. They do. Yeah, it's in Crafton. It is. Yeah. Wright's Gym. That's the one. <laughs> All right. For those of you that are listening, that is um, in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. And if you're looking for a gym that has a well-rounded uh, mixed martial arts programming, you can go to Wright's Gym. That's Wright's Gym. Krav Maga. <laughs> is that how you say it? That is Krav Maga. They have Muay Thai there. They have wrestling there. They have jiu-jitsu. I think we should all go. I think we should all go do one session. I think our listeners should go. And I think you're on to something. You think we should all go and try? I, I think we should. Well, that I did is, suggest weightlifting. That, and that would be didn't work. central to. Speaking of central, in New York City is Grand Central Station. Is it? Hey, how, it how is. much is your hotel room? Free. How's your hotel? Free ninety nine. We cannot discuss that right now. Okay. It's free. We got the skills to pay the bills. I like it. Yeah. How are you guys going to get there? Free. Drive. <laughs> okay. Drive. Do you want to go? We're taking Uber. <laughs> We're nice. Ubering. There. You know what? You, you gotta. That's right. You can. That'll be a really good credit. If you want to be a, you can lift. lift you could be yes. a lift driver. I'm a lift driver. Right? You could pick up Ryan, take him there and back, and then I'm sure you can order. You, know, you get some sort of reward for that because you drove somebody. And for I, a, for I how should many try miles? and work on a uh, delivery. For Amazon Flex, absolutely. To see if something needs to go. So out many there. people go Pittsburgh to New York City. There's lots of angles that we could work this thing. Okay. So you know, you what podcast we should listeners, do. we should should stay tuned. We don't know if the decision will be made tonight, or if it'll be next week. But in the next few weeks, maybe even tonight, we'll have a decision on whether or not Terry Dactyl will be in Madison Square Garden. It will, be, it will be a miracle to get me there. I would love to be there, but I have a feeling I will be we there. We may start a GoFundMe account. Do you believe in miracles? You know what we should do is we should talk about things that our listeners would enjoy. Let's get to it. I think the, I think the, the listeners like the banter, but... No, I think that... Um, when Sahara goes off, Sahara goes off. Let's I love... Let me just say, for the record... I love when Sahara goes off on things because it makes me smile he's, ear to ear. He's, he's ready. He's like I primed. am ready. He's primed. And I also love not talking to you guys during the week and actually getting to talk fresh about a lot of these things. I just you know, love not talking to we you We were saying the, the same thing. <laughs> we talk all the time. Touche. <laughs> um, so there's this Conor McGregor, I think, is on the card. Is he on Irish the 205 guy. card? I believe he's um, he's fighting Liz Carmouche, I think. Liz Car Carmouche. Carmouche. Um, no, but I just feel like this is um, by far the most exciting card. The Chris Weidman is on the fifth fight, and he's fighting a guy who is an absolute beast. Oh, man, that's going to be... An absolute that one's going to be a barn burner. So this is, this is basically going to determine who gets the next shot at Bisping. It is. Yeah. Well, I think it should, but... Now, isn't there some issue, though, with Luke Romero? Rockhold, well, no, Romero failed a drug test, but he's over that. There was a He was suspended for two years, but it got overturned because it, he somehow proved he had tainted supplements or whatever. So he's beyond that. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously he's... Because of the fight, so um, I think a, the co-main event with Tyron Woodley and Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy, I think that's a great, great fight. That that could be a that could main event. Absolutely, that Easily normally made. does. Any title fight is normally a main event, but they happen to have three on here, and so they they announced this week that. Um, the UFC 205 pay-per-view card is going to be um, uh, three hours, or four hours, four rather. Hours, four, so yeah. it's, it's not going to start earlier. It's going to start at 10 o'clock and run till about 2 o'clock. Um, it could obviously, due to length of fights, run earlier, you know, end earlier. But um, they, they kind of have it planned for a four-hour four hour pay-per-view. So I just thought of something. At least in, in Pennsylvania, 
bars have to shut down at two. Mm-hmm. So how will that? I thought they had to stop serving at two. No, they stopped serving at one thirty. So, but so let's just say the the two o'clock thing. It you know how is that going to affect? I don't think it would go past two. I mean, it would. They don't normally go past one. They normally end at twelve thirty. Well, Most paper. You got the post fight press conference. Well, well people that, aren't going to stay at the bar not, to watch that. Yeah, you can't even hear it at a bar. I don't think it affects that much. Um, I think. I think that also probably make an exception too. If if there was still a, uh, a Conor McGregor fight and it hits two o'clock and they're still in the ring, I don't think they're going to be pulling people out of there. Yeah, I I don't think you have to close, like kick people out. Mm, I'm just curious. So, but ultimately, it doesn't really. Food, I don't think it's going past thought. two o'clock anyway. But um, Misha Tate fighting against Pennington. That uh, you know. Tate coming off the loss, and uh, I just feel like there's there's so many fights on this card with a lot of intrigue. S- Donald Cerrone, the, the the second cowboy that was in Cleveland for two oh three, um, you know he's the type of guy that I would think you know you'd you'd want to wait in line to see for five for not five in the seconds. blazing hot sun, um, for an hour and a half. Look, I was under the shade. Of a cowboy, cowboy hat. Of yeah, so I wasn't. I'm talking. I'm sorry. Don't steal my time. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is your mic time. No. I'm oh, done. time's up. I'm done. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so I'm just very, very fired up for that card. So this week, Conor McGregor, who's headlining headlining the card. What, what is so funny? We're here in the Octagon 24 7 studio, and I have both of these. Pale, crazy Irish-looking lads. That's that gingers. Both to you, of their pal. faces are beet red. One of their he- top of their heads is beet red. W- what is so funny? I'm just looking at you, watching you do your thing. Yeah. So Conor McGregor had uh, it was announced that the Nevada State Athletic Commission fined Conor. $150,000, which we later found out was actually only a $75,000 fine, which was half the amount, which is a lot more reasonable. Um, so that was something of note that we learned um, this week. And also... Wait, wait, wait. I, I did see, though, he said, good luck getting it. Oh, they'll get it. So one of the things that Connor doesn't understand, and really should at this point is that when you are delinquent with a athletic association, I'm not the athletic association, but commission, then um, you are they they can they'll suspend you, or maybe if, they could just garnish his payout. No, he's already been paid. They get paid that night. He did say that he doesn't want to fight in Nevada anymore. He did Correct. make that comment. Correct, but. What um, he said, he did say, good luck collecting it. He's going to get it because the Nevada State Athletic Commission could suspend suspend him, and New York Athletic Commission will uphold that suspension. So he's going to pay the hundred fifty thousand dollars to go make fifteen more. Seventy five. Seventy five thousand dollars, yeah, rather. Um, but it was supposed to be one hundred fifty. It wasn't supposed to be. So supposedly the athletic commission, when they had their meeting or whatever, and they said seventy five thousand dollars, and then they said seventy five another seventy five thousand dollars for um, a public. Um, I gotta get the report. You know, uh, 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 public service announcement, and they were valuing the. They say after the fact they were valuing the public service announcement as $75,000, but they weren't making him actually pay $75,000. I think UFC should pay it. I think that was just good advertising. I think the UFC does pay it. Well, they pay it indirectly. I mean, if it was good advertising, it made him more money, so they paid it. Okay. Right? So, ultimately... um, that should be a seventy-five thousand dollars locker room bonus. <laughs> oh, here we go again with that. Fight stuff. of the night. 
the locker room. Use your air quotes, Terry. Let's see them. You're Mr. using them for me right uh, now. Mr. Dactyl, why do you let this guy harass you? Conor McGregor also said this week, and this is something uh, we're going to have to try to figure out here in the last 15 minutes of this of this broadcast. Um, he said that UFC 205 was going to sell 2 million pay-per-views. 2 million pay-per-views. Not going to happen. You don't see it being pushed up over two? No, no. I would, I would wager on that. I here's the thing for for UFC fans, it is a very very big deal that it's going to be in the Garden, world famous arena. But guess what? On pay per view, I don't know that that translates the same as it does a live event. I think it's going to sell out. Has it sold out? There's like 150, 150 tickets. tickets. Okay, it will sell out. I'm sure they'll sell the last 150 tickets. So it's going to be great. I'm sure they're that. That's probably going to be the largest gate that they have. I I would I wouldn't disagree with that. But as far as pay per view buys, look, I think this is a great card. I think it's an amazing card. Uh, the fact is that you know the the Diaz rematch did 1.6. I think this has the possibility. 1.65, sir. 1.65. I think that this has the possibility to break that. I don't see it going over, you know, 171 or 172, though, if it does. I don't know. It's three title fights, I think, is what will probably push it close to that. You know, it, for me, I just I want to see that fight. It's, it's a very intriguing fight to me. One that, you know, I, I don't know... I'm, I really don't know what the outcome is going to be. I, I can see how the fight could go one way and Connor comes out on top. I think he's got to take him out in the first two rounds um, and probably first round if possible. If it goes beyond two, I think it's um, leaning towards Alvarez. Now, it has nothing to do with conditioning. I think Connor showed that he can go five rounds, but and, and he showed that against Nate Diaz, who is well known for his conditioning, um, one of the best conditioned fighters in the UFC. So I don't think that's really the issue, but I think Alvarez, his level of fitness won't drop off much from round one to round five. And I think that may be the difference in the end. I disagree with you on your assessment of Connor. I think that... In other words, you're wrong. I think that he did prove that his conditioning in the Diaz fight was not good in both fights. I think if he... If he had what he had anywhere near what he had in the first round and a half, he would have finished Diaz. Diaz was hurt badly, very badly in the second fight. As a matter of fact, we all were watching it and thought it was over. And I remember looking at you and and, and saying... Remember last fight, and you guys were like, oh, no, no, like, this is different. It wasn't different. It was the same thing. And so, um, except for the fact that, you know, he hung in there, but he wasn't the fighter he was in the first two round and a half. He was a totally different fighter. He didn't have snap in his punches. He didn't have, he wasn't, um... He wasn't landing combinations. He just wasn't the same guy. He wasn't um, flashy. He wasn't doing crazy things, and that's what he's so able to bring in the first first couple rounds. I also believe that he needs to win this fight in the first three rounds. Um, I think he will be able to go three rounds with Alvarez. I think he needs to get kept from. See, the the, the problem with Alvarez is. He will he will slug it out with people, and he should not be slugging it out with McGregor. I I honestly believe McGregor. My prediction is that he knock McGregor knocks him out in the second round. Yeah, but what what I was saying before was not 
saying that Alvarez is going to win. I was just saying that if it goes the distance, I think that favors that him. may favor Alvarez. But you said that you didn't think Conor you thought Conor McGregor proved he has cardio, and I'm saying I think he proved the opposite. No, no, I'm saying he proved that he can go five rounds. We saw lots of time when he only he was went gassed. five rounds because he hurt Diaz really bad. Still, he you know he was smart enough to know what to do to get it to, to go five rounds. Yeah, I I think that could be. I think if that's the same first, if he gets that way with Alvarez in the second round, then he's in for trouble. So you think if. If he gasses against Alvarez that quickly, correct. Well, yeah, obviously in the second round, you know, th- there's not much that's going to be dropped off um, for Alvarez. I, I think yeah. he'll still be almost as fresh as the first round. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe a first round knockout. What do you think? So, I I, I want Conor McGregor to win. I always want Conor McGregor to win. I've seen Eddie Alvarez fight the fight. Uh, before 200, the Friday night before 200. He's a beast. Um, I don't know who wins this, but I'm pulling for Conor McGregor. But I, so, so he wins, let's say he wins both belts. He's going to, which one does he give up? I would think he would give up 45. Well, isn't there, doesn't he have to defend it within a year? When no. you win a belt, I thought contractually they, there was something in there that said you have okay. to make a title defense within a year. Whether there is or isn't, he's Conor McGregor, and he can do what he wants. Yeah, but Dana White said he's going to have to give one up. Correct. And he also said he would have to do that this time, too, like in order to fight for it because he hadn't defended 145 right. yet. Ultimately, when you're Conor McGregor, you have a lot of... Of pool, yes, and you can kind of do what you want. That is called having leverage, bargaining power, and someone else. Rights. You know, someone else who had leverage was your man Terry Dactyl, Brock Lesnar. Wrong. <laughs> CM Punk. He had leverage to make a, a nice buck and a nice payday at UFC 203. Um, we got to see him. Uh, before weigh-ins and have have breakfast with him. I say with him. Why not? We were with him, right? We, we had also bre- we, we had breakfast. We were with him, not maybe at the same table, but we were right next to him. That's true. He did. He put on a heck of a show and a heck of a fight, all the way up until the bell. The bell. Yeah. 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 It was a tough. That so was went in hot and is when in fact we started. talked to Mickey after and he said. I think you, Jim, you asked them, was it your plan all along? No, nope, I asked yeah. Oh, Ryan, sorry. Was it your plan all along? He's like, no, I just didn't expect him to come out that hot. I was going to actually work on my striking. Yeah. So Dana White recently said this. Um, is CM Punk going to be a guy who is staying in the UFC and continue to fight? Probably not. But he wanted to try it. I like the guy. I respect the guy. He wanted to fight in the UFC. He wanted to do it. He trained for two years, and he did it. And then um, he went on to say, I know he wants to get... Uh, no, that's not a Dana White's quote. So Dana White is basically saying that, um, you know, he doesn't think CM Punk will be fighting in the UFC any longer. Um, I know there's a lot of, of suitors like Bellator that would want to sign him. And uh, be that draw. And so my question is, is UFC making a right decision in not having CM Punk on any future cards? I think they are making the right decision. I You got a two-year guy, and it was very clear going up against anybody like, like Mickey Gall especially. But think about anybody else. Could you really have that fight right now after him getting obliterated? I mean, we talked about it. Who would be the guy that he would fight? And you pointed it out. Right. The guy Mike that, Jackson. Mike Jackson, the guy that Mickey Gall beat. So they're, they, they've both, they're both 0-1 in the UFC. I guess those guys could fight it out on, on a, like a fight night or something like that. I don't know if that's the most appropriate thing to do. 
I actually like the idea of him going to a Bellator or a smaller circuit. But from the UFC's perspective, if you let him go, you let him go to Bellator. You're putting eyeballs on a different product that's your competitor. And so if it's a regional scene, I, I get that. But Bellator, that's their competition. I mean, I know it's not a, a close race at this point, but it's still their primary competition. And so um, they'll buy them at some point, right? Mm, I don't know. At some point, the same guys are running those promotions and... At some point, they get tired of starting them up from scratch again. I don't know. Because, I mean, Scott Coker, you know, was was the president of Strikeforce, and then he sold Strikeforce to the UFC, and then he worked for UFC for a while, and then went to Bellator. And You know, I, I just don't know if they continue to go down that road. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll have to stay tuned for that. Um, Jose Aldo. We talked about him last Josie. week. Yeah. Jose Aldo. Jo- Even the casual fan here knows yeah, that that's I, Jose. I know. I just read it every time. See, I read more about MMA than I watch. And so I think that's why I can't pronounce half the people. That sounds names. like me in professional wrestling. Had to get that pro wrestling plug in there. Mm-hmm. You went 56 minutes without the pro wrestling plug. And then you go in about, about 50, 54 52, 54 minutes without mentioning that he was a casual fan. fan. Okay, there it is. I'm a casual fan, and I follow pro wrestling. But it's true. I read ca- about it more than I've, I watch it. i got to tell you, the the, the, the Octagon 24-7 studio is hot. It's very hot. It and we got the lights shining down hot, on us. Hot, hot, hot. Sahara Mooney is uh, the, the lights reflecting off of his head. Yeah, you need to powder your head. It when, is a top-notch studio, though. It is a top-notch it studio. It is very top-notch. So, so Jose Aldo is due to meet with Dana White this week. I find what, what Jose Aldo says here, and I'm going to read his quote, I find it to be extremely um, ironic. And so let's, let's read it. It says, um, what means is money in the pocket and that's what I'm thinking about that's why I said expletive Holloway who won 8 in a row some people win 10, 15 and don't fight for the belt so who is he he to say anything so I wanted Pettis because that would be a way bigger fight everybody wanted to watch this fight when we were supposed to fight in Brazil you have to think about money first it's business these days first the pocket then something else interesting that he talked about Brazil where he's got a bigger following there than so if you compare him to McGregor McGregor has got an international fan base Um, Aldo does not not anywhere near what McGregor has And, and McGregor just keeps getting his fan base gets bigger and bigger and bigger and he's got He's got people that will watch him because they can't stand him and they want to see him go down. Whereas Aldo, he doesn't have that drawing power for somebody to watch because they just don't like him. Yeah. So, sure, he's going to have, you know, he's going based off of maybe uh, media reporting on his situation back in his his home country. But, you know, it's UFC doesn't really care about that right now. Sure, they, they look at um, money, but in the end, that's all they're looking at. Mm. I I just think it's ironic that he says that he, he wants to choose who his opponents are because some are bigger draws and bigger paydays for him, and yet that's why Connor doesn't want to fight him, and he's furious about that and wanting to quit the UFC altogether because of the, the same reason that he wants to fight um, one guy over another. Holloway's not a big payday. Well, guess what? Holloway's the undefeated guy. And, and if you're going going to get mad about Conor McGregor not facing you, then you don't have a right to do the same thing that when it benefits you. You know, I could see the story, though, playing out um, to benefit him 
in getting a rematch down the road with McGregor. You know, this would be a good storyline where he comes in and he's, you know, he's, he wants to prove something to the UFC that people are going to tune in for him when really it's still McGregor, but then they're going to tune in because of the storyline that, that followed Aldo talking about possibly retiring, um, maybe going somewhere else and the adding to that. Hmm. Will he actually add to the overall crowd? No, it's still going to be McGregor. Yeah. So, guys, we are um, only a month away from UFC 205. Sahara will be there. Ride Dog will be there. And Terry Dactyl. Terry Dactyl. Is about to give us his answer. Home Alone. Or not. Are you going to choose to be Home Alone or are you going to UFC 205? Or it could be Home Alone 2 in New York City. It would be Home Alone four, I think, because I think there's Home Alone two and three. Yeah, but and I think two was two in New York was City. in New York City. Yeah, hence the reference. Thank you. Well, that's it, folks. We um, are glad you listened, and we will see you next time here at MMA Fancast Octagon Twenty Four Seven Official Podcast.